Second and nine at the nine. Prescott looking around, wants to throw deep to the middle. It's caught. What a throw. And now breaking away. It's Cooper again. Amari Cooper to the 30. Amari Cooper on the sideline to the 15. Cooper to the pylon. Out of the pistol formation. Fake it to Howard. Throwing. Daniel. Right corner of the end zone. He's got Cohen for the touchdown. And the Bears are back in front. Four-man rush comes. They drop one of them out. Breeze to the near sideline. Caught across the goal line. Keith Kirkwood with the reception. Four yards and a Saints touchdown. Oh, what a Thursday night. A Thanksgiving special. And now we're into NFL Week 12. Full-blown, baby. Sunday slate of games. A lot to digest from that Thursday trio of matchups. Fantasy football to go over, implications, playoff races. There is a ton to get to. Welcome to TSN Four Downs here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. We're delivered by Domino's. Folks, it's a big weekend of football. You know it. Go grab a large four-topping pizza for just $12.99. You got people coming over to watch some football games? Add on to the pizza with some delicious side dishes like cheesy bread and boneless chicken. Check it all out at dominoes.ca. On the program today, founder of DynastyNerds.com, it's Dynasty Rich, Rich Dotson, friend of show. He'll be coming by in about 15 minutes with some stardom, sit-ems. A tricky week in fantasy football for Sunday games specifically. So if you're playing daily, you already have six teams that have played and two more on the bye, heavy hitters on the bye with the Chiefs and the Rams. So we'll go over some start sits with Rich heading into the Sunday games. And in a half hour, Sirius XM NFL host Zig Fricassi, We'll go over a whole bunch of storylines. There's there's endless storylines, it seems like, when it comes to going into Week 12 as the playoffs get ever closer. I'll also be answering your fantasy football questions in the final segment of the show. Hashtag AskAndy. If you want to get your fantasy football questions in, all you got to do is tweet me at AndyMC81. Use the hashtag AskAndy. We'll have our poll question in just a couple minutes, too. But, hey, man, let's get to the news and notes in three and out. And we'll go to first down. First down. And the Dallas Cowboys. You heard a little bit in the clip clip there off the top. Beat Washington on Thanksgiving to take first place in the NFC East. And this made that NFC East so much more interesting with Alex Smith unfortunately going down. You never want to see a guy like Alex Smith go down or anybody with that catastrophic leg injury. But now you have the Cowboys who own the tiebreaker, who leapfrog the Redskins, both at 6-5 and five records, to take over the top of the NFC East. And the Eagles are still going to be alive. Heck, even the the Giants, who are terrible, they're on a mini-win streak. They're still alive in that division. So the Cowboys are on a three-game winning streak. They're in first. Amari Cooper exploded for 180 yards. That's why he gave up a first-round pick. And with Alex Smith out for Washington, is this the Cowboys' division to win? Well, ESPN's Stephen A. Smith says, not so fast on Get Up. I am not concerned about the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, the Redskins did show up. I didn't know they were going to forget to tackle. I didn't know they were going to forget to make plays. I didn't know how Clinton Dix was going to look as slow as a snail in the, in the same vicinity as Amari Cooper. I didn't know these things, but they ultimately happened. Now, don't get me started with Josh Norman either. He can't be absolved from it. He's the big-time $75 million cornerback. You expect more from him, too. But with that being said, give Dallas credit where credit is due. Ezekiel Elliott running the football effectively. Amari Cooper looking every bit worth the first round pick they sacrificed uh, to the Oakland Raiders in order to get him. They deserve a lot of credit for that. But last time I checked, there is a schedule that still needs to be played. Who do they play this coming week? 
That would be Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Mm -hmm. You know what? You got the Philadelphia Eagles that are going to be in a position to avenge their loss. And then after that, they've got Andrew Luck, who's been throwing three touchdowns a game over the last seven weeks or so. I am here to tell you that the Dallas Cowboys in all likelihood will lose at least two of those three games. Come talk to me then, Greeny. Until then, I respect <laughs> you. You're, you're, you're the ultimate professional and all of that stuff. But I don't give two cents about what you or anybody else thinks positively about the Dallas Cowboys. It means absolutely nothing to me. They will fall because that's who they are. Normally, I don't like to agree with Stephen A. Smith. And I, I, I see where he's coming from. But in that division... It truly is wide open. So I hear the conversation that they could and and very likely will lose at least two games. The thing is, I don't think that matters because Colt McCoy is the quarterback of Washington. Mark Sanchez on the anniversary of the butt fumble. Huh? Remember that a good old butt fumble? Oh, just made Twitter gifts just live forever. Okay, so are you buying Washington? So if Dallas loses a couple, so... Philly at four and six, they have to go on a streak, and the Giants really aren't going to be doing anything. This has eight and eight winning the division written all over it. So I hear what he's saying that it's going to be tough for the Cowboys, but it's going to be, I think, a lot tougher for everybody else. This is the Cowboys' division to lose to me. Okay, let's go on. Second down. Well, the Saints rolled Atlanta thirty-one to seventeen Thursday night. 10-1, and one, tied with the Rams for the best record in football. Fox Sports' Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless on the road to the Super Bowl going through New Orleans. The thing that I love most about the Saints is that when you turn the ball over, they punish you. Mm. Skip, they're not trying to get no three. They're going for the jugular. And normally when you turn the ball over in your territory, Drew Brees is coming to hit you with, a, with the hammer right away. Mm-hmm. I believe in killing a gnat with a sledgehammer. It's not good enough to just flick him off. I'm trying to punish you and send a message to everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's the way the Saints play football. Yep. They're not just trying to beat the Atlanta Falcons. They're trying to send messages. Oh, you see this Dallas? Oh, you see this Tampa? Oh, you see this Pittsburgh? Oh, we coming. They can run it with Kamar and Ingram. They can throw the ball. They have Drew Brees. Drew Brees only needed 22 attempts last night. 17 of 22. Got four touchdowns. And almost a quarter of his passes that he completed were for mm-hmm. touchdowns. Yeah. He's unbelievable. They're playing unbelievable. And the thing is, is what we thought was going to be a weakness, their defense is starting to play better. And it looks like the road to the end of, to the championship in Atlanta, Super Bowl, is going to go through New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Skip, somebody's going to, if, if it does, somebody's going to catch hell beating them in that building. Mm-hmm. Because when, man, when that crowd gets going, mm-hmm. they get going, mm-hmm. and they're going to be tough to beat. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you're going to, I, I, you, know, I, you know what? Have I spoken yet? No, you, but you're going to speak. You're making those, mm-hmm, Because I know, I know you. Huh. Um, they just have so many different ways to beat you. Mm. Uh, Kamara can run it. He can catch it. Ingram can run it and catch it. They ran the ball, averaged about five yards a carry last night, 31 rush attempts. When you think of a team that runs the ball 30-plus times, you're thinking of a team that has a young quarterback or a game manager. And how many times did they throw it last night? 22. 31 to 22. Yeah. These are not your crazy uncle saints, right? Right. Th- this that, is new day, new, that, new way. Doesn't Skip Bayless just sound creepy? Like, can I just say that? What a creepy-sounding dude. Ugh, give me the shivers there. But Shannon Sharp, I thought that, that breakdown was excellent. And what do you always talk about? The best teams, complementary football. Not saying, like, let's say with the Jacksonville Jaguars last year, where the quarterback was a liability. And you try to just, okay, hopefully Bortles doesn't screw it up and you have a great defense and a terrific running game. 
for New Orleans if you need to. If a team shuts down Kamara and Ingram, which they won't, but if someone does, Drew Brees can pop it up 40 times plus, win you a ball game. If someone tries to shut down Drew Brees, which this year, 29 touchdowns and two interceptions, which is sick. Okay, well, you got Ingram and Kamara. They can break it, and that defense is slowly improving. I want so badly that NFC Championship game to be Rams versus Saints. I think that would just be, it would it would rival Rams Chiefs. Like that's going to be a lot of fun if it goes down that way. And they're right, man. The road to the Super Bowl right now goes through New Orleans in that building because it's so damn tough to win there. Okay, let's go on. Third down. It's official. Lamar Jackson will make his second straight start for the Baltimore Ravens. The rookie uh, over Joe Flacco, who's still nursing that injured hip. The Ravens still in a playoff hunt, right? They're still in a wild card spot at 5-5 five and, five and and trying to hang on. For Baltimore, does Lamar Jackson the rest of the way this season give the Ravens the best chance to win? ESPN's Damian Woody breaks it down. I think Lamar Jackson hit it right on the head. You do what you got to do to win football games. And, and obviously, Lamar Jackson is a dynamic player, both, you know, with his arm and with his legs. And if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you're battling, you know, for your playoff lives right now, why not utilize and ask a unique aspect of, of your quarterback right here? Is it sustainable long-term? No, but that's part of his development, and he's going to get better as a quarterback. But right now, all, you could, all you're focused on, if you're the Baltimore Ravens, is winning football games. Correct. And so do – from what you saw, again, it's one game. Does he look right now like the best chance they have to win games this year? They're very much in the playoff chase. In fact, they're in the playoffs right now if the season were to end. Is he the answer, or if Flacco gets healthy, would you go back to him? I'll probably go with, with Lamar Jackson because, you know, Baltimore, part of Baltimore's identity is they want to run the football and play off of their defense. Lamar Jackson gives you that dimension at the quarterback position of running the football. So I would stick with Lamar Jackson. Damian Woody on ESPN. Here's the thing. You're playing that style. And, yeah, it was said one game and running 27 times. It is not sustainable. I think we all know that. But it's true. You have to do whatever you can to win during this season. It's a dogfight for a wild card position. Lamar Jackson, I'm coining now RG5 because I named Deshaun Watson two years ago RG4. And the only reason he got away a little bit right now from that destiny of being an injured flash in the pan is because after he had a torn ACL, he came back and got beat up and smashed, collapsed lunged so badly Deshaun Watson was that he couldn't even fly with the team on a plane. He had to take a bus because of the air pressure. Then started to smarten up a little bit, right? If you make adjustments, if you play a la a, a Drew Brees, a Russell Wilson, where you can be mobile, you can move, more so Russell Wilson, but you got to protect your body. Deshaun Watson's starting to go in that direction, and that's why he's going to have success if he keeps that way. Lamar Jackson was throwing his body around way too much, way too much. First game, if he can protect himself, sure, but I don't think he's got the, an NFL arm. I don't think he's got the NFL throwing IQ for a quarterback to have success. He's a run-first guy. Those guys don't last. Look what they did. Look what the NFL did to Colin Kaepernick and Tim Tebow. What do you do eventually? You pin the edges, you stack the box, you make them throw, and they make mistakes. And I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to be long for a success in the NFL. And I'll make a bold prediction right now. I don't know if, if it's even that bold. Baltimore Ravens do not make the playoffs, and they clear house with the coaching staff and Ozzie Newsom retiring. 
I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to be. And you know what? This week he's up against the Raiders. He'll probably ball out against the Raiders because the Raiders suck. The Raiders are a terrible football team. They've quit on their coach. So I think that they, they, he might do well this week. But this is just gimmick plays, and that doesn't last. It just doesn't. Okay, let's punt to the poll question. You can vote at TSN4Downs, at AndyMC81. If the playoffs start today, which of the below quarterbacks would you trust most to get you to the Super Bowl? Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes, Andrew Luck, or Ben Roethlisberger? And we got a, a vote in as well for um, Phil Rivers. Got a tweet in from uh, an L.A. Chargers fan saying this is purely biased. But I, I, I would listen to the conversation Phil Rivers versus Ben Roethlisberger. I think Big Ben has more, more not more weapons, but he's put up better numbers. And I think he's been there. He's won a Super Bowl, right? So I would say... Uh, ben has the edge over a Phil Rivers. We do have a vote for the Steelers as well. But if you look at Goff, Mahomes, Luck, and Roethlisberger, we'll get into our answers later on in the show. But you can vote at TSN4Downs, at AndyMC81. If the playoffs started today, which of the below quarterbacks would you trust most to get you to the Super Bowl? Goff, Mahomes, Luck, or Roethlisberger. We'll step aside after the break. It'll be founder of DynastyNerds.com, Rich Dodson. Getting you ready for Week 12 in fantasy football. That's next on TSN 4 Downs. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81, the show at TSN 4 Downs. And as you know, we are delivered by Domino's. Get yourself a large four-topping pizza for just $12.99. All the side dishes, the irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. It's all good. You can vote on the poll question as well uh, at TSN for Downs. Let's get into some fantasy football talk, though, folks. Okay, it's week 12. Yeah, if you're in your league, we're getting close to playoff time. DFS, of course, right? If you're in daily, it's tricky because you already had six teams play Thursday. You have two heavy hitters on the bye in the Chiefs and the Rams. So what do you do for the Sunday slate of games? Very difficult. Luckily, I got a guy to help us out. Huh? I got Rich Dodson from DynastyNerds.com. Founder, welcome back to the show. Rich, how's it going, buddy? Good, Andy. How you been, man? Oh, doing well, sir. Doing well. And uh, as I said, for it's, it's an interesting week with all the Thanksgiving games. When you look at, uh, let, let's, let's say quarterbacks to begin with. And I know, hey, when we had you on earlier in the season, you were touting Baker Mayfield. As soon as he got on the field, you said, pick this guy up if it's for your league, play him, and he has paid off. Coming off of the bye, how do you like Baker going into Cincinnati against that last-ranked uh, Bengals defense as the Browns try to win their first road game in two years? Yeah, this is a really good matchup for Baker. He's got some good matchups coming up. You know, off the Bucks, he had 20.9 points. Off against the Chiefs, he even had almost 18 points there uh, and 23 points against the Falcons. So, versus this matchup here, he's got a really, really nice matchup for Cincinnati. Like you mentioned, they're dead last. Drew Brees hung 265 on them. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston, they had over 400 yards against them as well. So, when it comes down to matchup-wise for this week, coming off a bye, which is what I really like, I like Baker Mayfield this week. Definitely is a not-so-obvious start. Right, and when you look at defenses, like I picked up the Browns' D as a a streaming option in my uh, year-long league. Um, And when you look at Cincinnati, of course, a lot of it depends on if A.J. Green plays. It sounds like he's going to be a a game-time decision. Do you like the Browns' defense this week? 
I do like the Browns' defense this week. I, what's nice about the Browns' defense is turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Mm. Right now, a lot of people are scoring a lot of points. So, we're going to get your points defensively is going to come from turnovers. So, I do like the Browns' defense as when they're, they're top in the league, top three when it comes to defensive turnovers. So, I do like them this week because it really does look like A.J. Green's not going to play this week. He didn't practice yesterday. Usually, players do not practice on Friday. They're going to be either limited at best. Even if he does play, I look him for him to be more of a decoy than actual weapons. So I think the Browns defense has a really nice, good matchup facing Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd as your two main weapons there. I go ahead and start the Browns defense as well. Now, Rich, I love you said you're not so obvious start, and you do a great job of outlining those on DynastyNerds.com, and you're on in Ohio. Unfortunately, we don't get that show here. I know you do a great job down there. Give me a couple other not so obvious starts, whether you like it for DFS or if you're picking somebody up off your waiver wire. Yeah, so, I mean, here, a couple guys, one guy to pick up I like for everybody to pick up when they go forward here is going to be Bruce Allenton for the Detroit Lions. He's somebody that's going to slide into that Golden Tate role. Hmm. Uh, and we all, we all got to remember, Golden Tate's caught 90 footballs over the last four years. And with him gone, Marvin Jones banged up right now. Looks like the Kenny Galladay is their only option. He had six catches on Thanksgiving. He had six catches the week before. So it looks like he's going to slide right into that role and seeing consistent targets here. He's a great waiver wire to pick up the hold. Going forward, uh, for this week, it's some not-so-obvious guys. We have guys like Kiki Kuti for the Houston Texans. Last week, he out-snapped Demarius Thomas 9-1. to Those are trades that are really hard to make. Like we mentioned Golden Tate earlier, Demarius Thomas to Houston. Those are really hard transitions for receivers to make to get into a new offense, build a new rapport with a quarterback, where Kiki Kuti, the rookie for the Texans, has shown really well so far. Uh, come off the injury, caught five passes for 77 yards on nine targets. He played on about 67% of the snaps. That's a really good target share for the rookie who plays really, really well. I like him going forward and is a not, nice, not-so-obvious start. Uh, at tight end, I love Cameron Brait. Not only do yeah. I love Cameron Brait for the rest of the year going forward, but I love him this week, too, against San Francisco. When it comes to Jameis Winston and Cameron Brait at the tight end position, which we all need help at the tight end position <laughs> because they've been dropping like flies since the beginning of the year, before the year, when Hunter Henry dropped down. But Cameron Bright and Jameis Winston, since 2017, Cameron Bright has seen 12%, a little bit more than 12% of Jameis Winston's targets, his receptions, his total yards. But the biggest factor here is he's seen 26% of Jameis Winston's touchdowns. That is a huge benefit when it comes to fantasy football. So Cameron Bright is a great pickup this week as a not-so-obvious start going into this week versus San Francisco 49ers, but going in for the rest of the year as well. If you're looking at running back, somebody who has a really good matchup this week and going forward, Josh Adams for the Philadelphia Eagles. Love it. Right now. Yes, he is somebody, you know, last week uh, or versus Saints, he had seven carries for 53 yards and touchdown, caught three passes for 19 yards. Uh, he's averaging 60 yards per carry over the last four games. Those are really good numbers. I like him going forward to really start to carve himself out as the starting running back there in Philadelphia. They've been looking for a guy to identify themselves with as their main running back since losing to J.H.I., who we all knew was not going to hold up for the year with that degenerative knee anyways. Corey Clement can't really establish himself. I like Josh Adams going forward to start this week and going forward as well to kind of be their main guy who will be viable in the passing game and in the running game. Yeah, and, and Rich, I'm totally with you on uh, Josh Adams there because what we saw, you mentioned the six targets, three catches last week. Previous to that, he only had one catch all year. So if you're mixing him in to the passing game, who can really, yeah, Corey Clement hasn't done it, Wendell Smallwood hasn't done it, and he has led there. So for 
uh, of Philadelphia, I think having him continue to be instrumental or at least a part of that passing game makes him so valuable. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're talking about Wendell Smallwood and Corey Clement. They saw one, and I think uh, Wendell Small, Smallwood saw one t- touch, and Corey Clement saw four. Yeah. So yeah. they're really, they kind of see where that's going for them as an offense, and they know they have to be better. Uh, they're they're on the verge of missing the playoffs after winning the Super Bowl, the ultimate you know Super Bowl hangover. So, yeah, it looks like this, everything is pointing for the carries, the touches. It looks like it's going to all go towards Josh Adams here going forward. In conversation with Rich Dotson, founder of DynastyNerds.com, on Twitter at DynastyRich. Rich, want to get to a couple of listener questions for you. Uh, kind of going off a little bit of what we talked about um, already here. Team name, the Mayfield Mafia, PPR League, need one for my flex. Houston's Kiki Kuti, who you talked about, listed as questionable, so we got to track that. Or uh, the Bucks, Adam Humphreys, or Seattle's Rashad Penny. Yeah, I still don't trust Rashad Penny yeah, uh, as being a guy. I know he's looked good here and there. You know, the, the first the, their first round pick. I would actually go with Kiki Kuti here. Um, he seems like he, I know he's li- li- limited uh, this week, but he's still coming off that injury. So his last week was his first game back. I, I would out of those three, I'd go Kiki Kuti. He's the best chance to give you the highest ceiling when it comes to fantasy production out of those guys. Let's get to one more uh, Twitter question here from uh, uh, Pat's Diehard4627. Rich, first of all, do you not hate when someone refers to themselves as a Patriots diehard? What are you worried about? Which Super Bowl you like best? I hate that. Uh, I hate it. Uh, I'm not a big Boston <laughs> fan altogether. When it comes to fantasy, not the city itself, just their fantasy teams. There's a right. lot of teams I'm not a big fans of. Definitely teams that, me being a Browns fan, I've never even been to a Super Bowl. People no. are winning Super Bowls. They're losing Super Bowls. They're winning. They're winning World Series. I, I no complaint. I don't want to hear anything about a nothing. Boston fan anything or how a, a diehard. It's easy to be a diehard when your team wins everything. No kidding. Wait till Tom retires. Then you're going to be a diehard, suckers. Anyway, we're going to help him out. Okay, we're going to help out <laughs> Pat's diehard four six two seven. So he says, uh, "I'm stuck at tight end." Gronk says he'll play, but he's been a fantasy bust. Do I go with him versus the Jets or slide in the Colts Jack Doyle or the Titans Jonu Smith instead? Yeah, John o. Smith is a nice sneaky start this week versus Houston. Uh, I do like Jack Doyle a lot as well, but you're still going to start Rob Gronkowski. And yes, I know Gronk has killed everybody because I have a yeah. lot of Gronk shares, and he's killed me personally. <laughs> but they've been resting him for this game. They, they do yeah. all along. We got to rest him. We got to get him healthy. Uh, we're more worried about Gronk being healthy for the playoff stretch more than a regular season. And for fantasy owners, that's been a huge disappointment, and it's very frustrating. But for the New England Patriots. It's a really well-laid plan. He's finally healthy. He probably could have played before the bye, but they want to give him one more week, so that way he's 100% healthy. Look for Gronk to be 100% healthy this week. And when he is healthy, I'm going to in my lineup. They've, they've completely phased out Chris Hogan there in New England, so it's pretty much Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman out there. Now Gronk's going to come back. He's going to be a little bit more open. I like Gronk going forward for the rest of the season as long as he is healthy. And that's where all the signs are pointing to, Andy, is that Gronk is finally healthy. And let's get ready to see him smash. Let's see if Gronk can smash it. Rich, always appreciate you coming on, buddy. Uh, tee up where people can find you. Hear all your great work. Yeah, you can check out DynastyModes.com. Of course, Dynasty Fantasy Football is a great way to play fantasy football. It's Dynasty Fantasy Football. It's Fantasy Football 365 days a year. That's at DynastyNerds.com. If you need any help with your lineups or you just want to talk fantasy football, you can follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. Rich, you're awesome, buddy. We'll talk to you real soon. Thanks, Andy. All right, there he goes. Rich Dotson, as he said, at Dynasty Rich. We're going to step aside and talk big picture 
NFL Week 12. We'll kind of put a bow on the busy Thanksgiving day and look ahead to Sunday's matchups with Zig Fracassi, Sirius XM NFL host. My guy Zig joins me next on TSN 4 Downs. Rolling along here on TSN 4 Downs. Getting ready for NFL Week 12 to continue Sunday. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. You can get us on Twitter at AndyMC81, the show at TSN 4 Downs, also on Instagram at AndyMC Sports. And we're delivered by Domino's. If you're, listen, if, if you're celebrating U.S. Thanksgiving in Canada and you're sick of turkey or you're getting ready for the big games, there's the Grey Cup, there's NFL, there's college football, Get yourself some Domino's pizza. How about a large four topping for just $12.99? All the delicious side dishes, the marbled cookie brownie for dessert, delivery and carryout specials, all can be found at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. A guy who might be a little bit sick of turkey right now from SiriusXM, NFL host, our good buddy, Zig Fricassi. Zig, how you feeling, bud? I'm getting over my turkey withdrawal here, Andy, but uh, <laughs> good to be with you as always. How are you? I'm doing well. It's, boy, I, I love... The full day of football on Thursday for Thanksgiving. And let's recap that and kind of put a bow on it. Because, Zig, when you look at, I think, the the biggest shock to me was that Chase Daniel played so well. And it was weird because you had two starting quarterbacks on the Thanksgiving day in Daniel and Colt McCoy. That was their first start in four years. What did you make out of those two? Yeah, that's a good point by you, Andy. Um, to the Chase Daniel one, I guess I'm not overly surprised because a lot of people uh, I confer with in Chicago tell me that uh, he actually knows the offense better than Mitchell Trubisky wow. at, at this particular point. And here's a guy, you know, he, he's made his living making millions of dollars carrying a clipboard, <laughs> but he's a smart dude, had a productive career at Missouri, and you know, when you need him to do well, he certainly did that against the uh, uh, Detroit Lions. So Chicago didn't really miss much of a beat there uh, because Trubisky was injured. Uh, the middle game, you know, everybody knocked Dallas for giving up a first-round pick for Amari Cooper. I think now people may have to wonder if Oakland didn't get enough for hmm. Amari Cooper with that first-round pick because he's been terrific, made a couple of huge plays, a couple of touchdown plays. And Dallas, uh, I think, benefited from a little bit of spotty refereeing against Washington, but they got their revenge from a few weeks earlier. And don't look now, they were dead and buried three weeks ago. Now they're leading the NFC East. And then New Orleans, uh, business-like efficiency, I would call it. It wasn't one of their 50-point games that they've had recently, but uh, the Saints also playing some really good defense. It was a complete effort, I thought, against Atlanta, the Falcons, I thought, were on the uptick three weeks ago. Now they're at 4-7, and seven and their wheels are spinning. And you can make an argument right now, Andy, that the Saints are the best team in the National Football League. Yeah, and that's what makes them so scary, because they can beat you in so many different ways, the Saints can. But, Zig, when you look at the Chicago Bears, now they're 8-3. and three. If the Vikings lose Sunday, uh, this division is Chicago's. They need a win just to keep pace. Where do you put the Bears at as far as contenders? I'm not going to say Super Bowl yet, but as far as going real deep in the playoffs, maybe getting to the championship game compared to the other teams that they'd have to go up against eventually in the NFC? Well, that would be a little bit ambitious, but I I think uh, Matt Nagy's got that program in the right direction. I think you got your defensive game breaker now in Khalil Mack. And 
I think it's just going to boil down to, you know, how much uh, of the pressure Trubisky is able to handle as, you know, things start getting a little more tight when the playoffs roll around. Will he have, you know, the benefit, obviously, of having uh, a healthy receiving core? The line's been good for him. Obviously, that backfield tandem of Howard and Cohen's been very good. I I just think they're, they're, they're on the cusp is what I would tell you because I think when you look at the NFC, to me it's clearly the Saints, clearly the Rams, and then after that it's kind of a, a hodgepodge of, mm-hmm. of teams that are still there, you know, like uh, like we refer to with the Cowboys, maybe the Bears, and then you got a bunch of other teams that are still kind of in the mix. Like you got a Seattle-Carolina game tomorrow. One of those teams is still alive for a playoff spot. You know, how about the Eagles and the Giants? The Giants, <laughs> if they win, three weeks ago, we're talking about the number one overall pick. Now we may be talking about a run at the NFC East. That's wow. how weird that this is. But it, to me, it's the Rams, Saints, and everyone else in the NFC. Yeah, I think the Bears might be a year away from being true contenders with that young program. But credit to Nagy for really just kick-starting that whole offense with young Mitch Trubisky. In conversation with Zig Fricassi on Twitter, at Zig Fricassi, Sirius XM NFL host. Zig, we put up a poll question I want to get your take on, and people can vote at TSN 4Downs at AndyMC81. And I put it, if the playoffs started today, which of the below quarterbacks would you trust most to get you to the Super Bowl? I removed Tom Brady and Drew Brees because that would be a gimme. So out of these quarterbacks, Jared Goff, Pat Mahomes, Andrew Luck, or Ben Roethlisberger, if the playoffs started today, which of the QBs would you trust most to get you to the Super Bowl? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um, I mean, to me, it would to me it would be the obvious one as the last one, Big Ben, because obviously he's been to the he's big done game. It. Yeah, he's been there. You know what? Three times he's won two of them. Uh, the Steelers, to me. They they were one of those teams I thought that was having some early season issues. The Le'Veon Bell distraction seemed to be uh, bothering them. And then obviously, uh, very undisciplined play. Rare that you ever see that with the Steelers. But since then, Andy, they've really found themselves. I, I honestly think that now a lot of these guys have adapted the, hey, screw Le'Veon yeah. approach. We're playing because James Conner has made our running game almost to the point where they don't miss Le'Veon Bell, and they certainly haven't from an offensive standpoint. Defensively, I think they're starting to round in the form. I'm not sure you'll ever see the steel curtain once again, but I think with youngsters like Hayward in there and Stephon Tuitt, and I think you know Bud Dupree starting to come around a little bit defensively, they look very good. So I would say Big Ben simply because of the experience. And you mentioned Andrew Luck. Don't look now, but I think – with the with another couple of pieces in the off season, Indianapolis is going to be real good to go in the future once again because Luck is healthy. They haven't been he hasn't been sacked the last five games over 200 dropbacks, and they love playing for Frank Reich. And you can tell how it, how improved the Colts are offensively, and where the Eagles have struggled. Not because, not just because Wentz is, you know, kind of still trying to find himself coming back from that ACL, but the loss of Reich and John D. Filippo yeah. have impacted that program quite a bit. 
No doubt. And I think that's over uh, that's overlooked sometimes the not the head coach but the OC and, and quarterback coach because they really if you look at the Atlanta Falcons, they haven't been the same since Kyle Shanahan left after that Absolutely. Super Bowl. Right? It's a totally different looking team. Some baffling play calls and on paper that offense they should be clipping at the same pace or close to it as the Saints and they're 4 and 7. So, yeah, those those OCs and and kind of coaches that work with the offense and quarterbacks that might not get all the love, you can't overlook those can you not at all and i mean there ought to be you know you know we how we have these investigative shows on tv they ought to have one on why julio jones doesn't have more redstone touchdowns bizarre i mean you could get that sponsor you could have magnum pi come out of retirement (laughs) here i mean it's astounding how arguably the best receiver in the nfl doesn't have more red zone touchdowns and yeah that offense has not been the same you know, since obviously since Kyle Shanahan left, and you know maybe there's I, I would I would hope not, but there's still residue from that 28 to three lead blown against mm-hmm. New England in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. But you know it just goes to show everybody talks about players and all this, but you know you've got to have that coaching, and if that that rapport that security blanket Andy's not there anymore, uh, it, it takes a while if some guys ever get over it at all. Yeah. And Zig, last one for you here. We had a, a vote on the show poll that went off the board and said Phil Rivers as a quarterback that they would want to lead. The Chargers have quietly built themselves up to seven and three, and of course they're being overshadowed by the nine and two Chiefs in that offense. Where do you put the Chargers and Phil Rivers, who's not going to have too many more chances to make a real run in the AFC? They're they're a team that I, I thought was ready to really be on that next level of contender. And then what happens last week? They lose at home to Denver, which, again, is no crime because the Broncos still have a semblance of a good defense. And, you know, I think it was the first time all year that Case Keenum actually looked like, you know, that multi-million dollar acquisition (laughs) because he, he played well last week, Andy. But back to the Chargers, that's a game you need to win to really solidify yourself. So... Um, I want to see how they respond from that before I would really be able to give you an intelligent answer. But I can tell you this, they are the most talented team in the AFC West. They've got all the pieces that you're looking for. But again, with them, it seems to be more psychological than anything. So at this point, I would say let's kind of hold off on them because, like I said, they had that big run before. Then you lose a game, you need to win at home against Denver. That didn't sit well to me with me at all. No, and it'll be interesting to see as well Joey Bosa back in the picture. Yes. How much of a difference maker he can be because he can be a game wrecker. Uh, Zig, never enough time, man. Let's do it again real soon. Thank you. Anytime, Andy. Thanks, brother. All right, there he goes. Zig for Cassie. Follow him on Twitter at Zig for Cassie. Serious XM NFL host, one of the best in the biz. Love Zig. After the break, we're going to wrap up the show with hashtag AskAndy. You can still get your fantasy football questions in. Tweet me at AndyMC81 using hashtag AskAndy. We'll have our big three game picks and my fantasy sleeper pickups of the week. That's next to wrap up TSN 4 Downs here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. Back to wrap up TSN 4 Downs on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. 
Make sure you get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. The show at TSN Four Downs. Instagram at AndyMC Sports. What a weekend it's going to be for football. Grey Cup, NFL, college football. You know what the perfect football food is, folks? You know it. It's Domino's Pizza, baby. Get a large four topping for just twelve ninety nine. Got some more people over. Okay, hey, get some side dishes. Cheesy bread, boneless chicken, pasta, marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Check it all out at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Okay, it's time for me to answer some of your fantasy football questions. Let's go. It's time for Ask Andy with TSN 4 Downs fantasy analyst Andy McNamara. You can join the conversation on Twitter and get your fantasy football questions answered by tweeting at AndyMC81 using the hashtag AskAndy. All right, let's bring in producer Sean Lavery. Sean, what do we got for some questions here, bud? So our first hashtag AskAndy comes from at 239TMD. It's a tight end question. Vance McDonald of the Steelers or Jimmy Graham of the Packers? Mm. The Steelers are at Denver and the Packers are at Minnesota. Now, even though Jimmy Graham reportedly looked fine catching passes with that broken thumb, I'm still not trusting him, guys. I'm not. Uh, And more so because, check this out. He has only caught more than one pass. A single reception. Only one time since week eight. Oh, and by the way, they play a Vikings team that is stingy, giving up fantasy points to tight ends. I would take Vance McDonald over Jimmy Graham at 100% health. And McDonald, he's got the most snaps he has had all season last week. He's coming off back-to-back double-digit fantasy points, and he scored a touchdown in each of those. So definitely out of those two, go with Vance. Our second hashtag Ask Andy comes from at Fantasy Max. Wide receiver question, tight end, or sorry, the Titans, Corey Davis, or the Chargers, Mike Williams? Oh, you know what? Uh, Mar- Marcus Mariota is going to play. He's uh, reportedly as healthy as he's going to be. I was waiting on that one because that obviously makes a big difference between Mariota and Blaine Gabbert. Uh, but what you have to look at is Corey Davis because of the target share. Okay, He's Mariota's top target. And what do I always say here on TSN 4 Downs? Fantasy opportunity equals success. Davis is going to have more opportunity. He just says Williams could go off, but he's got a whole lot of guys ahead of him that can take away shares. Corey Davis is Mariota's top dude. So go with uh, Corey Davis on that one. And our final one comes from the team named The Punishers. Ooh. Hashtag Ask Andy. Why have tight ends not named Ertz, Kelsey, or Gronk been so inconsistent this season? And who could be a valuable pickup on the waiver wire for the stretch run? Yeah, it's it's tough. And, and really, you can't consider Gronk as consistent. He's been banged up and hasn't done well at all. Um, as we talked with Rich Dotson, you're going to start Gronk if you got him because he was a high pick. Uh, I'm going to say, as far as a couple guys you can pick up, John New Smith from the Titans is a nice sneaky play. I know I said Corey Davis is going to get the most shares, but Mariota has been going to Smith a little bit. That's somebody who's likely going to be available. You're one of your deep dives here. Okay, you get your scuba gear on for this, folks. Jeff Hewerman of the Broncos. H e u e r m a n to spell it. Okay, he's only thirty four hundred bucks in your DraftKings lineups, so you're going to get value there, and he will be available on your waiver wire single digit percentage ownership in Yahoo leagues. So why I like Hewerman is because two weeks ago he had eleven targets. Uh, from Case Keenum. And last week that dropped a bit, but what we're still seeing is he was tied for the most receptions at four. So they're going to him. He's 6'5". He's got reliable hands. Anything that comes his way, he catches and he moves the change. And we know Case Keenum likes to dink and dunk. He's back to doing that this year. And he's only owned in 5.2% of DraftKings lineups this week. So you're going to get those differential points there. So John Smith and Jeff Hurman, I think, would be a couple uh, tight ends to look to. So there you go. That's hashtag Ask Andy. Any I didn't get to, I will get to on Twitter. Otherwise, you can tweet me in your fantasy football questions at AndyMC81 using 
Hashtag Ask Andy. Let's get to the picks, baby. The Big Three. All right, Johnny, how'd we do? And we had a bonus Thanksgiving picks. That's right. That's right. First, let's recap our Week 11 Big Three locks of the week. Okay. So, Andy, you had Houston winning by three points at Washington. Uh, Houston did win the game, but they only won by two, oh, so you were incorrect on the spread. That doesn't count? No, unfortunately on, not. Come Bad on. beats. That's what wow. kills you. Wow. I had New Orleans by 7.5 in Philadelphia. New Orleans won 48-7, <laughs> so I think that was a, Com- a safe pick there. Comfortable. And our boy Red, he had the big Monday night game, Kansas City as the three-and-a-half-point dogs in L.A. Um, he was correct. L.A. won 54-51, so Red by half a point half squeaks a point. out the win. Woo. So we have a record of 13-7-1 after seven weeks of picks. And I- on the side, sorry, wow. our Thanksgiving actions. Andy had the Lions, the Cowboys, and the Skins. He went 1-2. and two. I had mm. the Bears, the Skins, and the Falcons. I went 2-1. and one. Arad had Chicago, Dallas, and Atlanta. Arad also went 2-1. and one. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's that's not bad. I still I got screwed on a tie and a point this year in my picks. That's tough. Okay. But our picks this week, our locks of the week this week, I'm going down to Cincinnati. Browns versus the Bengals. Bengals, two-and-a-half-point favorites. 32nd-ranked defense in the NFL. My guy, Baker Mayfield. Coming in, Browns fresh off the bye, flying high, feeling good. Uh, Bengals fired their defensive coordinator. They brought in fired head co- Browns head coach Hugh Jackson, who's an offensive mind, but to help on the defensive side. I'm going to take the Browns, not just to cover, but to win their first road game in over two years. Give me Cleveland. Shawnee, who'd you got? I'm going to go with another big point spread here. Um, Baltimore is favored at home by 10.5 points against the Raiders. And I'm not sure if I trust Lamar Jackson, obviously, as a rookie quarterback. quarterback. And 10.5 points, I don't know if Baltimore is a team that really deserves to be double-digit point favorites. Oakland is bad, but you had a you had a good little rant in the first segment there on the Ravens, and kind of convinced me to take the Raiders. They might they're not going to win the game probably, but ten and a half points is a lot for them to work with. So I like them to lose um, by less than ten and a half. I love that pick, Sean, because of of how you outlined it there. Baltimore's offense has been very vanilla, very underwhelming all year, even with a healthy Joe Flacco who can sling it. Receiving core hasn't done too much. The running game's been up and down. And Lamar Jackson, hey, man, you want to run 27 times each game? Someone's going to tag you one of these days. And so I think I'm with you. I think the Ravens win, but not by double digits. That offense has not deserved that. All right, who's your pick, bud? The Steelers are rolling. They're yeah, on fire. The Le'Veon Bell distractions over. Uh, only minus three versus the Broncos. I know the game's in mile high, but... um. Very confident the Steelers will the Steelers will win by at least a touchdown. So I'm all over the Steelers. Even with Big Ben struggling on the road, you're still taking Pitt. Yes, sir. With right. uh, James Conner's been great. That defense is coming out, and it's you know it's uh, it's November, late November, December. It's a uh, Steeler season. It's coming. I I like that as well. Even with uh, uh, how Roethlisberger isn't the same on the road, I will take that. Let's get a poll update here at TSN Four Downs at Andy MC eighty one. If the playoffs started today, which of the below quarterbacks would you trust most to get you to the Super Bowl? Jared Goff, Pat Mahomes, Andrew Luck, or Ben Roethlisberger? I'm gonna say if I'm looking at uh, as far as everything stands right now today, I'm gonna go Jared Goff. And I know he doesn't have 
the playoff experience or championship run that Roethlisberger has, or even Andrew Luck as far as playoff experience, but he was in last year. And Pat Mahomes, you just don't know until he's put up prolific regular season numbers, but I want to see him in the playoffs. So I'm going to say Goff, leader in the clubhouse, is Roethlisberger at 32%, Mahomes 30%, Goff at 23%, Andrew Luck at 15%. Let's swing around quick. Sean, what's your vote on the quarterback you most trust to get you to the Super Bowl. I don't trust the Colts at all, so Andrew Luck's off the board. Bye. I'm not a fan of Ben Roethlisberger. He's a diva. He's off the board. I hate him. Uh, Pat Mahomes and Jared Goff. I'm gonna. It's not based on the quarterback. It's more based on the coaching. Andy Reid doesn't have that playoff mm. record. Sean McVay, he's the chosen one, it seems like, when it comes to the next head coach. So because of McVay, I, I'd vote for Goff. Going for Goff. Arad, who do you got real quick? When it comes to the playoffs, it's all about past experience. It's all about what have you done before. It's all about how much of a legend are you, and that's Big Ben for me. <sighs> Big Ben. All right, you can vote at TSN 4 Downs. I want to get one more sleeper in for you. If you want to see my full list of the sleepers, I have it at AndyMCD1 or on the DraftKings playbook. So Dontrell Inman of the Indianapolis Colts. We talked about Andrew Luck. I love Inman. He's played four games with the team. The last three, he's averaging 10.9 fantasy points. Okay, it's PPR style. And he is second in total catches on Indy to only T.Y. Hilton. Andrew Luck has been loving him some Dontrell Inman. He's going to him early. He's going to him often. In DFS, in your DraftKings lineup, I'm, I'm liking a stack this week of Luck at 6400 bucks at Inman for 3900 and you roll there. And if you're looking, if you got some wide receiver uh, depth issues because of all the buys this week or with, with the, the Chiefs and the Rams off, Dontrell Inman is going to be on your waiver wire and might be a nice sneaky play there. So that'll do it. If you missed any of the show, we're on iTunes, at AndyMCD1 on Twitter, Instagram, at AndyMCSports. We'll get all the links up there. So for producer Sean Lavery and Aradas Vandy, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN 4 Downs on TSN 1050 Toronto and TSN 1150 Hamilton.